All right, Andre Cabela took to social media on Sunday to put to rest some rumors that he was thinking about going to Kentucky. It was not. Was not, I think, in all caps, was not considering that. Uh, but, yeah, that's college basketball in the Internet these days. Rumors abound, and you got to pick and choose what you believe. All right, that's Scott Ritchie, our basketball beat writer, our AP Top 25 voter this week's Illini podcast. He'll deal with recruiting, with rumors, with rosters, with coaches, a whole bunch of stuff. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money radio show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Pia Sports Bar and Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini sports enthusiast bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and Grill and try our famous Grand Slam burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar and Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at Pia's. All right, it's Monday morning. Usually I'm in a good mood. Not today. Scott Ritchie. Our basketball beat writer blew me off on Saturday. This is Jim Rosso, Vice President of News here at the News Gazette. Lover of all pancakes and sausage. And what did we talk about last week? I was going to go to the Kiwanis Pancake Breakfast on Saturday morning, the fundraising Kiwanis Pancake Breakfast, which I did. So did Ed Bond. Welcome back, Ed. And I bought a ticket for Scott Rich. He left it at the, at the ticket window, if you will. Guess who did show? That'd be me, I think, is what you're trying to get across. And if I knew there was a ticket waiting for me, I might have gone because there would have been free pancakes. But you know, it was a busy Saturday morning. I'll try to get over this. That's Marin's run. In the next 45 minutes of this or half hour of this podcast. But I might not be able to do it. It's a high hurdle to clear. Well, we all face our challenges, Jim. I sat there in the, the corner of Bromley Hall waiting for Scott to show up. Were you just there the whole time? 45 minutes, three pancakes, eight sausages, one cup of orange juice, and he never showed. I left despondent. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This in-your-feelings moment brought to you by... (laughs) All right, let's talk basketball. That was basketball because that was Lou Henson's favorite event, the Qantas Pancake Breakfast. really was. At his favorite place, Bromley Hall, where... He often frequented. It was a great turnout. DWS was there to broadcast their Saturday morning show, their first trip outside the building for something like that since the pandemic started. Fun another, time had by all. another good sign. Yeah, had great guests, so it was a good turnout, and uh, hopefully money raised will be spent for good things. I know it will, actually. It was great food, too. Mm. I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. All right, let's get it. I, I apologize. I, no, I forgive you, I should say. You apologize. I forgive. That's how it works here. Go ahead. <laughs> I apologize. Oh, it hurt him to say that. Yeah. Maybe that you can just gauge the earnestness of that yourself. 
All right, Andre Cabell is going to Kentucky, I understand. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, like, the things that happen on Twitter that just, like, just stop people. I mean, like, Andre Cabello had to, like, publicly state yesterday, you know, that he, in fact, is not going to Kentucky and never thought about it, but that was something he had to do because this is a convoluted mess. A Kentucky fan posted, like, a screenshot of a post from another Kentucky fan who considers himself some type of basketball insider. Um, he's an IHSA official that lives in Evanston. That Andre Curbelo was like going to follow Orlando Antigua to Lexington. So, you know, Bello refuted that, I think, in the strongest terms possible. At least, you know, to keep it PG on the Twitter. Um, but in all caps... He wrote, I was never going nor thinking on transferring to Kentucky. Is it clear enough for you guys? All right. I mean, the, the thing that sucks about this most is like, is how he views it as the quote unquote media. Like, none of these people involved in this would qualify under that umbrella. So, I mean, that, that colors his perception of the people that cover him on a daily basis. Like myself. All right, so he's not going anywhere. He's going to stay at Illinois. Face of the program. Like, literally, I mean, he's the guy now. All right. And he's staying. Any other any other wild Twitter rumors to, to address <laughs> the weekend? Uh, not so much. I mean, the, the coaching search continues. Um, Illinois has, of course, hired Chester Frazier and now promoted Jeff Alexander, which was sort of seen as, you know, likely to happen than it officially did on Friday. But still one spot open on the coaching staff is now all three assistants from a number one seed in the NCAA tournament, the number two team in the country in the final AP poll, and Big Ten tournament champs, they're all gone. Mm -hmm. Don't see that very often when there's not a, a change at the top with a, a new head coach. So, I mean, I don't who the third assistant will be. I mean, I, there's been a lot of names. It's like, okay, this is going to be the guy, but then that was a week ago. And we'll throw some names out there. I'm interested. I haven't been paying attention because, again, I'm not into the assistant coaching thing. I'm, maybe I'm missing the boat on this, but go ahead. Give me uh, some I, I'm not sure you're missing the boat, but lots of people are very invested in this. Um, like Alan Huss at Creighton was a name that was floated. Um, he's a Creighton alum. But I think he's originally from Decatur, coached uh, you know really those the I mean the best Decatur Eisenhower team of recent or even not even recent history with Lewis Jackson, Jeremy Robinson, you know that group that was legit. Um, so as to Central, like you know, coached at La Lumiere, um, Coach Jalen Coleman lands there. In fact, who is still in college, headed to Kansas, um, but seems like he's staying at Creighton. Um, trying to think, you know, Kamani Young at UConn was another name that was sort of floated. Seems like he was going to stay in stores. Trying to think, you know, C.Y. Young, Charlton Young at Florida State, it's like still maybe a possibility. That name's been floated out there, but you know, Brad Underwood is sort of just operating on his own timeline. Right. And I mean, 
Like June first is coming. Mm-hmm. It's next week. Mm-hmm. It's not a hard deadline, but it's kind of a because the actual in-person evaluation periods in June aren't towards the end. But visits can be set to college campuses starting when June begins, and it'd be good to have the staff in place. I think that's just my take on it. Excited for the summer recruiting uh, season. I can't believe I just said that. But after watching sports over the weekend, I'm excited that, you know, sports are, are taking on that familiar look again. And while watching the Knicks yesterday, the not only the crowd, 15,000 at Madison Square Garden, but the the mention of World Wide West as one of the reasons, I don't know if it was the Knicks or the Hawks, but he has a role in the NBA. I yeah, don't with, know if that name with rings. The, with the Knicks. Okay. And he's credited with helping turn around that program. <laughs> I miss him in college basketball and all his shadiness. I I mean, all right. But when did that happen, Scott Ritchie? I got questions about that. Okay. Um, Well, he's their executive vice president and senior basketball advisor. All right. Um, And that uh, happened last summer. Okay. So it's it's relatively recent. Good for him. uh, Anyway, the summer uh, recruiting season – Richie might be on the road a little bit. We'll see if he can get you into one of those gyms again in Indianapolis. Yeah, well, and then in June, that's like when the high school teams can now have you know, recruiting events. And, like, the Riverside-Brookfield shootout is, like, the event, has been the event in Illinois for years. Um, imagine there will be some recruiting targets there. So that might be a place to get to. And there will be a couple others in-state. And then, yeah, July there will be – the three weekend, well, extended long weekends of uh, evaluation period. So, yeah, I might be tooling around the Midwest a little bit. Check out some potential future Illini. Excellent news for all involved. Uh, not much uh, news around the Big Ten. Seems kind of a quiet time. Am I imagining that? No. Things slowed down? I mean, just... After the initial flurry of players mm-hmm. like transferring to different places, that slowed a little bit. Still a lot of available players in the portal. See, and Rocket Watts wound up down south. Mississippi State. That's your player. Well, I mean, he's a pretty good basketball player. Boy, he player. was a, nothing like a Mississippi State offer. Yeah. I would, to be fair. I think Kareem would have a better offer. To be fair, Ben Howland, who's at Mississippi State, you can believe it. Wait, you just said Ben Allen is coaching Mississippi yeah. State? Uh, he puts together like interesting rosters with some real talent and then just doesn't win very much, or at least not enough. But always seems to have really good guards, and I think you know, Rocket Watts will add to that. And okay. They, the Bulldogs just maybe won't win as much as their talent kind of predicts that they should. Uh, the, I think things will get active again towards the end of June. Because May 30th, which is coming up, is the deadline to enter your name in the NBA draft. And then for the players that have, they have until, I guess it's really maybe the first week of July. This will be the NCAA's deadline to withdraw. And then there will be some players back in the portal. And I think there will be a little more movement at that point. But literally anything can probably will happen it's just there's no i mean it's not like okay well this is going to happen on wednesday just sort of a lot of these things just kind of happen 
I'm mad at you uh, for another reason. This is get mad at Richie week. Well, that's it's a Monday, so I'm just used to that. There was no college basketball extra in my paper this weekend. I, in fact, I called circulation. I said, I think there's a problem. There must be a page missing in my Sunday editions. And no, they said, nope, you got all, all 36 pages. Well, here's the thing. So then I left a message for Matt Daniels, the sports editor. That, that's where you should direct this because there was going to be one. And then it's just, you know, there's a finite amount of space in the paper. Hmm. Because then I clicked on my phone thinking, hey, maybe they just did online only. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Well, I'm not going <laughs> to deprive our loyal print subscribers. It's all right. Of a college basketball page. Next week, though. Oh, thank goodness. For the, I got a holiday or this, weekend. Or this Sunday, I guess. Right. I got extra time on my, my hands. Sunday to read all that. What's that? To, why don't you give me a hint? What's going to be on that page? Well, because since it was supposed to happen, you know, yesterday, mm-hmm. most of it's already done. Uh, the top ten, which you will pick apart. and Ooh. Like national top ten? Well, not like teams, no. Okay. The, the top ten is something that happened. I do. Okay. Every basketball right. But it's the top ten teams that have perhaps benefited the most from the transfer portal mm. this offseason. Well, let me let me do that for you. Maryland is one. I don't think I included them. Not in their top ten. No. The, I mean, there's I mean, there's 1,600 transfers. There's been a lot of movement. A lot of teams okay, have done Okay, so your well. list is already. I mean, Maryland have, got have a lot of play them. last week. Okay. I mean, they have two of the best incoming transfers in the Big Ten. Something. Okay. I'm not sure who. Uh, Texas? Texas. Okay. So I got that right. I mean, he had it. Like, he'll probably start four. Chris Beard will start four transfers okay. this year, probably. So All high major. Your list isn't entirely bad. Kentucky? Kentucky's number one. I'll give that Okay. Away. See, I'm, I'm in tune still, even though you left Maryland out. I mean, I can only write so much about the Terps. Okay. I have to mix it up a little bit. All right. What else you got coming? Well, the uh, it won't be like a, a super deep dive into any advanced metrics, but just sort of a look at what Trent Frazier's role might be in his super senior season. Um, and if it might be a little more in line with what he did offensively uh, as a freshman and sophomore, because I think there will be more opportunity for him. And to be a scorer. You know what I see his role as? You say Andre Cabrell is the face of the program. He is the social media coordinator of the program, <laughs> Trent Frazier. Yeah, uh, calling out Andy Katz for ranking Illinois seventh in the in his – I mean, honestly, I don't know how you'd put together a Big Ten power poll like in May because you're going to change it mm-hmm. multiple times. But Trent, not thrilled. Well, he just gave like – it was like four of the eyeball emojis. That's not good. No. So he's basically telling Andy Katz, I see what you're doing here, and okay. uh, I have opinions. Hmm. Yeah, Trent's not afraid to protect and promote the program okay. on, on the Twitters. Okay. Looking forward to uh, his final year, DeMonte Williams, of course. Looking forward to his final year. Anybody else I should be looking forward to? Do we know anybody else I should be excited about? I see the freshman from Wisconsin again took to social media a while back to say, don't believe the rumors. I'm still coming to Illinois. Yeah, and posted a a, a video. Well, yeah, you tagged Chester Frazier in it. Um, I'd like to mention, like, 
whoever you know, Brandon Pajimski's friend was that volunteered to be in the, the mm-hmm. video, that's that's a good friend because you were gonna get posterized. That that was your sole purpose, and he volunteered. You're 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 telling me that was a plant. It wasn't a natural like. All I'm pretty sure like the guy came from <laughs> behind the baseline <laughs> to try and quote unquote block the dunk. But how uh, do you think he was asked to participate in this? Like, well, I I'm think not, it was. Hey, I want you to try and block this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and dunk, but I have a feeling like Brandon knew it was like, well, he can't block this, and I'm going to dunk all over him. But you tell him that afterwards. Good friend to let that go on social media yeah. where everyone saw it. You like that? Him as a pickup, that player? Yeah, I mean, I think I mean, he had a huge senior season and then kind of the rise up the rankings to go with it. Um, I think it's just sort of, I don't think that's it either. I think there's certainly more room to expand on that. And I mean, he averaged 35 a game. Like, he knows how to score. I think that's a good thing. And obviously has some bounce. I like that. Good shooter. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. There's, see where he fits this coming season just in terms of like Andre Corbello is going to start then with like Trent DeMonte coming back there's more minutes at guard spots that'll be eaten up by veteran guys that know what the Big Ten's all about oh you got Kofi at center you know could have Kofi but then Alfonso Plummer's coming in from Utah that's another fifth year guy experience in the Pac-12 the last two years so just in terms of minutes, kind of what the role will be, it's to be determined. And then uh, we're talking about like people to maybe get excited for. Um, the great mystery of the next Illinois basketball season is Austin Hutcherson. Like a year ago at this time, I was hyping him up on the podcast because he did what Illinois needed. He, like, he's a good shooter, sneakily one of their probably best athletes. Good size and length on the wing. Yeah. Can be, you know, another ball handler. Like he had a lot to bring to the table and then back injury cost him the whole year. And it's not his first back injury. So it's just all sorts of question marks like what is Austin Hutcherson gonna be at Illinois? But I still think, I mean, if he's healthy, there's a lot to be excited for there. And just because no one really knows, there's lots of people taking one side or the other. It's like, oh, he's going to be the next guy to go to the NBA, or like he's a Division three guy and he got hurt, and that's it. The fan base is split, I think, on him. But I, I'm still, I think, you know, in the Austin Hutcherson camp in terms of could be a, a good piece for Illinois. All right, this uh, it's time for our reader questions. For Scott Ritchie, submit them anytime to jrosso at news-gazette.com or srichie at news-gazette.com if you want to go straight to the source. I'm not sure if he'll the transparency is there. If you're mean to him, he may not bring the question into the podcast booth. I will. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, I might just to like put people on blast. Okay. Well, here's one I brought in. Ritchie, you idiot. Okay. And that's it. <laughs> just... Not uh, necessarily a question, more of a statement, but I, th- I said it, I'd, I'd relay that. Well, Jim, you're not supposed to email yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you 
Here's a real question. Uh, when is Scott Ritchie, didn't really use your name, when is the media allowed back into the practice facility for face-to-face -face interviews? That's a good question, and we don't have an answer for that. And I don't know if, like, because Alvin is under construction, under construction, under renovation now. I mean, the parking lot's all blocked off, and so I don't know if that'll play a part. I hope it's soon, because, like, Zoom over the last year, I mean, it's what we had to do, and it worked, and we got things done, but it's just not the same as talking to people in person. It's like, I mean, staring at a computer screen of, you know, 20 different people, and it's just got the job done, not my preferred method. But I hope soon. And, like, I got that double vax, so I'm good to go. All right. Uh, when is the entire schedule going to be released? I mean, that's usually a summer thing anyway. And I mean, there's a lot of games either that we know or know are coming down the pipe. I mean, the, the Arizona game in Champaign is I think, early December. The Hall of Fame Classic in Kansas City, there will be two games there, the, the Monday and Tuesday, I believe, of Thanksgiving week. Big Ten ACC Challenge will happen. Illinois should be in the Gavit Games this year since last year's was uh, canceled because of the pandemic. Again, it was Illinois starting to rotate back in. Bragging rights probably be the Saturday before Christmas. That's sort of the typical day it's been. And then be 20 Big Ten Games. So there's not a lot more games to schedule. be mostly the, the early November ones to get on just the non-conference build up a little bit. But, I mean, Big Ten usually announces, like, because the, the opponents are out, the schedule itself has usually been, like, late July, kind of typ typically, when those dates are released. And then, kind of Big Ten ACC, Gavit Games. So it's usually July, August. couple um, assistant coach questions. Number one, was the... Enormous salaries leaked onto social media that Illinois was offering to try to keep the Kentucky duo a real thing, or was it just a ploy to make it look like Illinois cared about basketball? Well, I think based on the number I saw for Chester Frazier, probably a real thing. But if Adam, because Adam Zagoria covers basketball of all kinds uh, for New York Times and several different publications. Um, he had Illinois offering Orlando and Tigua a million a year for four years. And Tigua took less to go back to Kentucky. And Chin Coleman, based on the rumors, took less at Kentucky. But it's also people bring that up as you know, what's Illinois doing. Well, it's, it's also Kentucky. Like that part gets left out of the, the argument. And I made it before. Kentucky's different. And especially for Antigua, I was going back to Calipari. But there's an investment there. I mean, Chester Frazier got a good bump to come to Illinois from Virginia Tech. You know, Jeff Alexander will get a raise from what he was making as assistant to the head coach. Uh, and then the third assistant, I mean, based on that evidence, I assume, is in line for a 
you know, based on their experience, pretty good chunk of change. I think between that, between a $40 million renovation of Ubin, you know, on top of what, f- five, six years ago, whatever now, like $160 million renovation of Safe Farm Center, whatever that was, that's an investment in basketball. Another assistant coach question, is Brad Underwood a hard coach to work for? Is that why these three guys left? No. Again, Orlando Antigua has history with John Calipari. That made sense. Chin Coleman, again, like four years ago, no Illinois fan knew who Chin Coleman was. He's, He's coming up in the coaching reins. Kentucky, Blue Blood, it's different. And then Stephen Gentry, like he played at Gonzaga. That's going home, quote unquote, for him. So, it, like, there's reasons, and I think people want to make more of it than it is. It's just because of the fact that all three left in one offseason. But there's a series of events that led to that. Cal Perry wanted to shake up his staff because Kentucky went 9 and 16 last year, and that and they did not look good going 9 and 16 either. It was a bad season. Sean Miller getting fired at Arizona opened up a spot for Tommy Lloyd to get his first head coaching job and leave Gonzaga after 20 years, which opened up a spot at Gonzaga for Stephen Gentry to be an assistant coach at his alma mater. I mean, it all, there's there's layers and levels to this. Another assistant coaching question. Thank you again. Email these to jrosso at news-gazette.com. Where's Mike Maniga, and is he to blame for Oregon Landing, <laughs> you'll make me say pr- his name as you promised, as not promised as you hinted at last week. Quincy Garrier, yeah, uh, yeah. The Syracuse transfer committed to Oregon, uh, and yeah, that's Mike Meninga. He's been their guy in Canada, and it seems like you know he's staying in Oregon. And I'm not sure that I mean, his name got tossed around a lot because Sir Rantoul, obviously. Very good recruiter, well-respected in the industry, but I'm not sure that it ever got past just sort of the rumor stage there. Last one, we'll wrap it up. Uh, State Farm Center is going to be 100% capacity this season, true or false, on the heels of several schools announcing 100% for football. I mean, I'd like to say true, and I, I hope it's true. Um, but, I mean, that you're looking what, five months from now? And I hope things are continuing to sort of follow the trend they are now where cases are down and people are getting vaccinated and, like, please get vaccinated. Um, I, I, if it's not 100%, I feel like there's going to be fans. But, yeah, I, I, it'd be really cool if there's 15,544 fans for Illinois season opener against whoever. I mean, I think even if it's some mid-major team like it'll be a sellout because people will be like we couldn't go for a year Mm -hmm. be interesting to see what kind of uh, spike season ticket sales will uh, experience if there will be one or did uh, or was the fandom saying hey we missed the one year that we really would have bought in i mean i think there could be some of that Uh, i mean i feel like last this past season if fan i mean if things would have been normal and unfortunately they weren't like sellouts would have been the norm and not the exception because it was a top 25 team all year long and a top 10 team 
you know, a good chunk of the season. And this coming year, man, there's talent on the roster. There's no denying that. And there's some depth, particularly at the guard spot. But when you lose a first-team All-American and potentially lose a second-team All-American, that changes the calculus. I mean, I, it's your top two players, and it's going to be different. And I'm not sure it'll be – could be as good. I wouldn't, wouldn't guarantee that, though. All right, uh, before I let you go, here's your chance. Any data that you can uh, put me to sleep with? <laughs> I mean, can you tell us? Yeah, well, uh, since you're so excited about that. Ed Bond is nodding off in the corner as our producer at this very moment. Yeah, I mean. I'm about to go cuddle with him for a nap. Probably in this podcast. Um, there's really not, I mean, there's not, I think the the more interesting news of the day. <laughs> yes, I'm so happy. Give you real basketball news is some of the top powerhouse prep programs in the country are joining forces officially this coming season to form like essentially the super league that all of the soccer fans and well not all uh, the owners of the teams that mm-hmm. soccer fans like in Europe were really interested in don't know what you're talking about but continue Montverde Academy IMG um, Sunrise Christian Wasich Academy uh, Ink Lalu they're going to form like their own conference. They're going to play a 10-game regular season, have their own championship, and then also, I mean, they'll play other events and non-conference games, but it's guaranteeing those programs, you know, like Oak Hill is also involved, um, nine super high-level opponents, and they'll play more, but uh, that's uh, the next evolution of high school basketball right there. I don't know if I like that, actually. Oh, like, cause that just came, that broke this morning and there was lots of varied reaction to it on Twitter. Like people was like, yeah, I see the value in that. And also people were like, these are high school basketball players and a kid from Virginia is going to go play a quote unquote conference game in Utah. Like, are they students ever? So there's some questions I think to be answered. But last year, last high school season with the pandemic, like, they didn't have a league, but they got together for a couple different events, most of those schools all together, and played. So this was sort of, I think, probably inevitable. But it's interesting. And Illinois has offered a number of players for teams that will play you know, in that league. All right. Thank you, Scott Ritchie. I do, I do again, forgive you after your apology. And uh, I think we're in a better place after 30 minutes of talking hoop. Okay. All right. More basketball, less pancakes. Just bring me the basketball page this week. Make sure it happens. All right. I mean, I'm not do in charge. I'm not in charge, but okay. I'll do what I can. Excellent stuff, Scott Ritchie. Every morning, 6 a.m. Good morning, Illini Nation. Uh, head to IlliniHQ.com and read all about it. Then weigh in with Scott Ritchie, who's on the radio a lot, too. How about that? I am. See you next Monday, Scotty.